welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. to our hearts, 
And we pray, O oh God, that you would give us receptive hearts to receive from you today. Open our minds, Lord, that we all may be able to understand and grasp the truth that you would have for us today. I pray, dear God, that you would use me as your instrument to minister grace today to the hearts of your people. We thank you, Father. We praise you, we honor, and we adore you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In our text that we just read, today we find the Word of God records for us a strong warning against drifting, against allowing ourselves to, to drift away. We must heed the truth which we have heard that we do not allow them to slip away from us or for us to slip away from them. They are the truth of salvation, the gospel of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible said we are to give them more earnest heed. And the word heed means to give attention to, to listen very, very carefully. Mm. We must not only heed the gospel, the Bible says, but we must give the more earnest heed. We are to pay the utmost attention to the gospel of our salvation. We are to listen more closely than ever. We are to pay more close attention than we have ever paid. God's final revelation to man has been given to us. It's called the gospel. Mm. Salvation has now been offered to all. Man can now become acceptable to God and live eternally with God. Man can now live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. You can now conquer the trials and the temptations, the bondages and the enslavements, sin and death of this world. Man can now live triumphantly and abundantly in this world and live eternally in perfection in the world to come. But in order for this to take place, the Bible is telling us here that we must give more earnest heed to the gospel of our salvation or else we slip away from them or allow them to slip. Somebody might ask, well, what does it mean to slip away from the gospel or the gospel to slip away from us? 
The word slip here means to, to flow past or to glide by, to slip past. It is a picture of a ring slipping off somebody's finger. Mm. It's a picture of some truth slipping away from our minds where we completely forget and unable to remember. It is a picture of a container of liquid that has a some hole somewhere where the liquid is seeping out. It's slipping away. William Barclay said it's is regularly used, the word slip is regularly used of something which had carelessly and thoughtlessly been allowed to slip away and become lost. But there is also another meaning to this word slip that is even more descriptive. Slip can means, mean rather to drift by or to drift past. And it is a picture of a captain drifting by the harbor or drifting past the harbor. And he concludes that this can take place because of miscalculation because of complacency, sleepiness, carelessness, inattentiveness, or drunkenness. And we can list a number of other examples, other things, other reasons why a captain would allow his vessel to slip or to glide past the harbor. The Bible says we must earnestly heed the gospel. We must heed them lest they slip away from us. For most of us, the thread of life is not so much that we should plunge into disaster but that we should drift into sin. There are only a few that we can think of or remember who deliberately and in a moment turn their back on God. There are many who day by day drift farther and farther, little by little and bit by bit, they drift away from the Lord. And so the danger of drifting is not limited to the physical realm. And so the Bible warns us here that we are to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we should allow them to slip, lest we should drift by them. I submit to us today that 
in this day and time that we are living, we have to be even more careful because there is so much to occupy our mind. There are so many things that can overtake us. There are those who are so concerned about their own safety in this time of coronavirus that they're not focusing on God. They're allowing the truth to slip by because they're so overwhelmed by what is going on in our world today. I want us to understand today a few things about drifting or about slipping that we as God's children need to be careful of. I want us to understand that in order for us to drift away spiritually, all that we really need to do is nothing. Hmm. Just stop, just stop doing what we are doing. It's like a person in the ocean swimming. You're swimming against the tide. You're swimming against the wind. But if you're not careful, you can start drifting. If you were to give up, I think a better example is a boat and the the uh, person rowing against the wind and against the element, against the wave. But if that person sees and just stop rowing, what is going to happen is that that boat is going to drift. Think of a canoe, think of a, you know, some little boat that a person has the, the oar and they are paddling and, and moving forward and all of a sudden, they stop. They are now left to the elements. And all that that boat is going to do is drift. And it drifts wherever the wind blows. Oh Lord. I trust that I'm talking to somebody today. I'm submitting to us that as God's children... We have to stay on the fiery line. We, we cannot reach that place where we just decide, well, we are not going to push against the tide. We cannot reach that place where we just decide that we are not going to fight against the elements. We are not going to do anything. Because I submit to us that if we ever reach that point, we are going to start drifting. And understand this, a person never drifts toward God. We always drift away from God. Uh, once we start drifting, it's never toward God. And I'm talking spiritually now. It's always away from God. Now believe that's what the devil would want to happen even in this time of crisis for us to 
focus so much on what is going on and our inability to change our circumstances, to change our situation, and that we just focus solely, solely on that and not on the Lord. Understanding that the Bible tells us clearly that God knows how to take care of the righteous. Can somebody say amen? The Lord knows how to take care of the righteous. So all that we have to ensure that we do that we live righteously, we do the right thing, and be wise. Can I get an amen? As we go from day to day. God is able to take care of us. So I am saying to you, my brother, my sister, do not allow this situation to overwhelm you to the point where you start floating, start drifting, that you remain steadfast, that we all remain focused, amen, that we all remain vigilant, not stop what we are doing. Not stop the right things that we are doing, but to keep on doing. Keep on going. Keep on pressing on. Keep on moving forward. Knowing that in due time, the Lord is going to see us through. The Bible says we must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Drifting away from God is usually an unconscious process. And so it is possible for us to be drifting and we are not even aware. It's possible for us to be moving away from God and the example of a boat is, is, is so practical because sometimes the undercurrent here are noticeable from the surface. You can't, you can't see it. And the same is true in the spiritual realm. Many of us Christians have allowed ourselves to drift away. Many, many churches have gradually drifted into error. Only one day to find themselves so far removed from Scripture. And then you wonder, well, where, when did this happen? Or where does this, where did this come from? It's little by little. It's bit by bit. And many of Christians, many of us, we drift gradually and we need to be careful as God's children that we do not allow ourselves to drift away from God. About never, never drift upstream. It's always down the street. Amen. It, it, it always takes the path of least resistance. 
And so it is with the Christian life. So it is. The path of least resistance is, is traveled by so many. Everybody goes in that direction because it is natural. It does not require anything. But if we are going to serve God, if we are going to please God, then we have to do something. Can somebody say amen? We have to make up our minds that we are going to fight against the tides. We are going to amen, roll against the tide. We, 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 are going to, we are going to fight. The Bible said to us that we are going to fight. We are going to fight the faith. And we are going to fight it every day because we have an enemy. And our enemy wants to get us down. He wants to trap us. He wants to rob us of our joy. He wants to render us ineffective. And so we have to fight. Fight the good fight of faith. God says, and lay hold on eternal life. Amen. Nothing in life, my brother, my sister, comes easy. Life is hard. Salvation is free. Amen. But you have to fight. Because you have enemies who want to defeat you. You have enemies who want to mess you up. So you have to fight. You have to fight to stay afloat. You have to fight to stay on top. You have to fight so that you don't go under. You have to fight. The Bible says to us that we give a more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we allow them to slip. Many, many individual believers have slowly, slowly drifted away. Many. Mm. Faithfulness to the Lord, my brothers and sisters, is like roaring upstream. You must constantly, the Bible says, be adding to your faith. You must continue to grow. The moment you stop growing, the moment you start going backward, or downward. And understand this. Always remember the speed downstream is faster than going up. And so you are there as a child of God and you struggling for years fighting the good fight of faith. Laying hold on eternal life, fighting the good fight, and then all of a sudden you give up. And in no time at all you were find yourself way back down where you were. And it takes you a long, long time to get back to where you where you drifted from. It's not easy. So I am saying to us, as the word of God is saying to us today. That we need to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. 
lest at any time we should allow them to slip. Mm. When a boat is drifting on the ocean, it's always a danger to others. It's a danger to other boaters. Ah, there was a ship out off the coast of uh, Trinidad not long ago, and an oil tanker that um, got stalled somewhere, and there was a great deal of concern about, I think it was coming from Venezuela, about stabilizing it. Because if it starts drifting, then that could be a whole lot of problem for not only other boaters, but the region itself. And so they made every effort as quickly as possible to stabilize that disabled ship before it starts drifting. A drifting boat is, is not only a danger to itself, but it's dangerous for other ships. Dangerous for other boats out there in the ocean. Because a drifting boat is not something that is controllable. It's just driven by the elements. And we have to be careful as God's children that we don't find, allow ourselves rather to just go with the flow, but that we make a deliberate decision to go against the tide. Because in order for us to please the Lord, we have to go against the tide. We have to do some things that look stupid to the masses. We have to do some things that look odd to those who don't know the Lord. We cannot just go on with them and do what they're doing the way that they're doing it. We have to make that, amen, distinction. We have to come to the place where we decide and say, no, this is not what it is. This is now the Lord wants me to live. I am going to live my life to please God. It takes a deliberate action. It's something that one has to consciously do that I am going to do it by God's grace. And when we would have made that decision, we have all heaven to support us. Can somebody say amen? So that in the end, we are going to be victorious. The Bible admonishes us again that we are to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should allow them to slip. When we allow the truth that we have heard to slip away from us, then we become vulnerable to everything that we hear. And so as a result, we are tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine. And I, I submit to us that there are some feel-good things that people are saying out there and we have to be careful to understand as God's children that, amen, that is really not what the scripture teaches. 
Amen. Living for God involves some struggle. Uh, living for God means that we have to make some decisions that are even contrary to ourselves. Oh Lord. But for us to live for the Lord, we have to at times deny our own selves. Deny what we would want to do. Amen. Deny our own selves in order for us really to please the Lord. I want to point out to us quickly some sign of drifting that all of us as God's children would indeed be aware of. Hmm. When you find yourself as a believer having no desire for the word of God then that is a sign that you are drifting. Oh. When you have no desire to read, to listen to the Word of God, that is a sign that you are drifting. When you have no desire to pray, and I submit to us that this is something that most, if not all of us, have to fight against. Make time to pray. Am I talking to somebody? Because you know quite well that if you're not careful, the time that you designate, the time that you set aside for prayer will always be disrupted if you are not careful. For there will always be something for you to do when you need to pray. Oh, Lord. Mm. You will always find something. Something is going to come to your mind that you need to do that you have not yet done. Mm. Something around the house, something here, something there. And I submit to you that whatever Whatever it is that will come to mind can wait. But it's just how the enemy works to distract us from prayer. You, you, you're down on your knee, praying, and all of a sudden the phone rings, and you cannot concentrate, you cannot focus, then he said, let me answer the phone, see who this is. Then he answered it, somebody says, sorry, wrong number. And all of a sudden, you break, as it were, that connection that you had there in prayer. And sometimes you may have been on the verge of, amen, overcoming, getting over, getting over that hump, getting over there to, uh, to get that, freedom and deliverance that you're seeking, that victory. And then right there and then it's disrupted. And you go back and you just cannot find that break to 
He come from where you left. Am I talking to somebody? I am submitting to us that there will always be hindrances to prevent us from doing the things that we need to do in order that we might remain steadfast in the Lord. So the, 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 the sign, common sign of, of drifting is when there is a lack of desire to pray mm. on a continual basis. I, I, I do know that there are times in our lives when we go through various challenges and it's like we just don't have that, uh, that strong urge to to pray, strong urge to do the things you're accustomed to. Amen. But ever so often, that's a period that we go through. It's like a rough spot in our lives, and then we get right back on track. But when it is a continual thing, on and on, time and time, day after day, then that is a sign that you are really drifting. When you find yourself having no desire to share the love of God with anybody else. And that is a sign that you drift. When, when, you, when you're speaking and there are opportunities that you want used to just embrace to bring in something about Jesus and all of a sudden you will carry on and carry on and never mention Jesus anymore. That is a sign of drifting. Mm. The Word of God provides for us some useful instruction as it remains to, as it pertains rather to remaining steadfast. And Psalm 1 is a very important psalm, the first three verses. So blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Then verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And this is the end result. The Bible says, this man, it shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. When, when, as God's children, we fight against the tide, we struggle against the oppressor, we stay the course, the Bible says we are going to be like the tree that is planted by the river of water. 
You know, Jesus loved in his earthly life and ministry here. One of the things we notice about him, he loved to be in fellowship with his father. He loved to talk to him. He loved to pray. But Jesus realized that the time would come in the life of his disciples when they themselves would neglect praying and even with us today. So he tells the story in Luke 18 and he prefaced it with the statement men are always to pray and not faith. Always to pray. We should always pray, the Bible says, and not faint. And I, I am saying to us that if we are prayerful, if we are genuinely in prayer before the Lord, then we are not going to drift. Amen. We are not going to drift. We are going to continue on. We are going to continue. We are going to remain steadfast. We are going to remain vigilant. Mm. One of the signs of a drifting believer is when the desire of that believer start diminishing when it comes to the things of God. When a Christian no longer has desire for fellowship with other believers and find the company of the unsaved to be more satisfying than that of the believer, uh, that is a sign that you are drifting. When you enjoy being around the unsaved, then you are around the saved. That is a sign that you are drifting. Hmm. The Bible tells us again we need to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should allow them to slip. We need to give the more earnest heed, pay the closest attention possible to the things which we have heard. The gospel. The final revelation from God to man. We need to give a more earnest heed to those things. The things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should allow them to sleep. The Apostle John, he warns us. And he says to us, do not love the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Say, if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, and he said, these things are not of the Father, they are of the world. 
and the world passes away and the lust thereof, but the one who does the will of God shall abide forever. Mm. We are to give the more earnest heed, the Bible says, to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should allow them to slip. And as we wind down today, there are some remedies against drifting that each of us need to, amen, think about on a daily basis. First of all, we just need to keep rowing. Spiritually speaking, this means that we need to remain diligent. Mm. We need to remain steadfast. We need to remain focused. We need to continue doing the things that we have been doing for the glory of God. Continue to pray. Continue to read the word. Continue to encourage one another. Amen. Continue to abound in the Christian grace. Continue. Because again, life is hard. You have to struggle to attain what you need, what you want to. Whatever it is that you desire, you have to struggle. If you look at the saints of old, those who have gone on before us, their whole life was a struggle. But they remained faithful and they struggled. Can somebody say amen? Because they were focused. They knew what they were looking forward to. And they just remained steadfast. They were not sidetracked by their struggles. They continue on. But they know that better days are ahead. They continue on. They know that God is going to see them through. So they continue on. They know that whatever they are dealing with at the moment, it will not last forever. And so they just keep going on. They just keep pressing on. And God continued to encourage them as they press on, as they kept going on, as they kept moving on. God continued to encourage them. And we have them as our examples that we can look to. When life gets tough, when life gets hard, that we don't just give up and then start drifting backwards. Oh, Lord. There is no, no place for retreat in this Christian pilgrimage. And so we always should always be looking out for the undercurrent. We must guard ourselves against those temptations. We have a, a fleshly nature that rages war against us. Sometimes discouragements and all sorts of amen things come our way and we have to be careful that sometimes because of uh, certain failures or certain things we experience in life and things do not seem to be working out the way we planned them and the way we thought they should have. And we can allow ourselves to get discouraged and get discouraged to the point where we actually give up and then just start drifting. But the Bible admonishing us 
or admonishes us to keep on keeping on, give them more earnestly to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should allow them to slip. There are so many things in our world today that are there to distract us, to keep us from achieving our goal, but we just need to press on. We just need to keep on, keeping on. Amen. Back to the text in closing. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by the angel was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward of recompense. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? How are we going to escape? This is God's final revelation to man that we have received the gospel of our salvation. And the writer asks, how are we going to escape if we neglect it? Let us be careful that we do not neglect what we have heard and allow ourselves to drift. Let us remain steadfast. Amen. Embrace the truth of God in our hearts and by God's grace live according to the principles of God's word. I know that these are challenging times. I know these are hard times. I know these are tough times. But as we deal with the daily challenges, we should always remind ourselves that God never changed. God still remains God. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. And God is aware of your struggle. God is aware of what you are dealing with. And he's ready to aid you. He's ready to help you. But you have to keep fighting. You have to fight the good side of faith. He's not going to fight it for you. You have to fight it. But he's right there to help you. But he can't help you if you give up. If you give up, all you're going to do is just drift back. And go back to where you, you from whence you came. But you have to keep fighting. Keep pressing on. And God will give you the grace. God will give you the strength. God will give you the help that you need to be all that he wants you to be. And in the end, you would look back and, amen, give God the glory and give God the praise that you did not give up at that moment and allow yourself to drift back, but you remain steadfast. And you fought, and by God's grace, you came out victorious. May God help us as we deal with the discouragements of life, as we deal with the difficulties, as we deal with the challenges of life, that we remain steadfast, trusting God, believing God, depending on God, knowing that God cannot fail, no matter what. God remains God. Let us 
embrace the truth that we have heard and not allow them to slip from us. Amen. Let us remain steadfast and keep pressing on. Fight against the tide and keep pressing on. Paul said, lay hold on eternal life. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise, we give you thanks, we give you glory, we give you honor. Bless your word and strengthen our heart and encourage us, Lord, to keep on pressing on. In Jesus' name. Stand with me, please. I'm pressing on the upward way. We just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.